Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's about recovery and restoration. Now, although the Bible teaches us that God is a God of recovery and restoration, it's important for us to know that who our God is, who's promising to bring recovery and restoration to us. One of the Old Testament names of God teaches us that God is a God who recovers and restores. That name is Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses. Recompenses means pays or give compensation for makes restitution for, damage, injury, or the like. That's something that all of us saints should like. We have a God who repays in full for the damages that are done to his people. He does that by recompensing and repaying the people who did the wrong. That's our enemies who wronged us or ripped us off. And he recompenses and repays his people who were wronged or ripped off. That's you and me. It's good to have a Jehovah Gamola as our God. God who is the God who recompenses you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Jeremiah chapter 51, Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses, said something here that is like very, very powerful. Let's go to the end of 56. He said, for the Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite, shall surely required. Remember, that's the phraseology that he used to Adam when he said, if you partake of the tree that's in the middle of the Garden of Eden, ye shall surely perish. That's what he said, die. Ye shall surely die. And didn't it happen? Didn't it happen? It happened just like he said, because as soon as they ate of the tree, they, they died just like he said. In fact, he said, die, die. That's why two deaths exist automatically. You're born into the first one. That is separation from God. Second one is going to manifest, and that's natural death. Those are two, because he said shall surely, which meant all that his, the same thing happened to his people after him also. Shall surely die. Praise God. That's why it's important on every man wants to die, and then the judgment. Now, there's a third death that's available that we have been saved from, and that's called eternal death. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. But the other ones was in manifestation, born into it, and then the second one that you, 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 you die physically from and stuff like that. Because he says, shall surely. Well, the same shall shall surely that he used back in Genesis is the same shall surely that he's talking about requiting you. The same shall surely that he said to them is the same shall surely that he's saying to you too. Which means it's going to happen. Ain't no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. He requites the wrongs of those who don't, that he did to his people. But he also requites his people. That word requite also translates. Listen to this list. Because any combination of these are going to happen to you based upon what already happened to you. The word requite means make amends. we got to amend things and make sure that things work out like they're supposed to. He will give again, which means if stuff was took from you, he'll bring it back to you. He'll make good, which means everything that was bad, he'll turn it into good. He will repay that stuff that went away. He will prosper you. 
He will make you prosperous because it means make prosperous. He will recompense you. He will make restitution to you of definitions I gave you before and restore you. He said, it shall surely happen. It shall surely. Why? Because the God of recompense, Jehovah Gamola, has said that this is what's going to happen. He spoke what was going to happen. And now they're seeing it happen. He dealt with Babylon, the ones who did his people wrong at a time when they least expected. But he restored his people at a time that he prophesied that he would do. For them, they didn't expect it. For us, we should have expected it. Because he prophesied to us that he was going to do it. He prophesied to, to, to the, the children of Israel he was going to do it. And he did it exactly at the time that he said he was going to do it. And he prophesied to me and you that he's going to do it. And he's going to do it exactly at the time that he said he's going to do it. That's why we find there's times of restitution. It's times for payback. It's times to make amends. It's time to prosper. It's time to make prosperous. It's time for the, it's time for the, there are times for these. And we are, we are entering, in, excuse me, Lord, we are in a time when this is going to happen for you and me. I like to read it out of the Young's literal translation. It renders the end of verse 56 this way. Young's literal translation, we're literal translation of it. It says, for the God of recompenses, Jehovah doth certainly repay, doth certainly repay certainly repay now that's so you can have faith and confidence in it so you can be certain that repayment is coming certain that amends are coming just like he prophesied 40 years from now so if they had calendars they was putting x's on every date x's on every date with a circle around this other date that says that's the 40 years is going to come to an end and then so that when they hit that date they're thinking, like, okay, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, they went to sleep. When they woke up, the other armies had taken over the other army. Amen. And then that was the ones that turned around and set them free and returned them back to their, to their own homeland. Well, you're going to look up, wake up. One day, something's going to be one way. Next day, it's going to be another way. One day. It's going to be one way when you wake up that day. But before you go to sleep that night, you're going to find out everything been changed and made right. Because it ain't going to take him long to do this. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I said it ain't going to take him long to do this. There was no long battle that went on to take back, take down the people of Babylon. It was an overnight thing. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because God got this thing. It don't take him long to get stuff done. Is anybody hearing me up in here? <laughs> I like that. You don't have to like that. Where is God? Now, God did the same with the children of Israel who were, who were done wrong by the Egyptians too. He did the same thing to the children of Israel that was done wrong. Because remember, they was held 430 years in Egyptian bondage for nothing. I mean, they was put in bondage for being blessed. They was put in bondage just because of who they were, children of Israel. They hadn't done no wrong, but they ended up living a life that was all wrong. 430 years, collectively, that it was like that. Till God sent his deliverer, Moses, to be able to deliver the children of Israel. Told Pharaoh, let my people go. Said it to him nine times, praise God, before the 10th time it happened. Said it to him nine times before it happened. Hallelujah, I said nine times before it happened. 
Each one, the children of Israel were thinking like, this is the time, but it didn't happen. This is the time, but it didn't happen. This is the time, but it didn't happen. They saw God move because every time God said something, he moved. But Pharaoh wasn't moved. Pharaoh said, I ain't letting them go until that 10th time when Pharaoh opened up his eyes and saw his son dead, all the firstborn of his animals is dead, all the firstborn through his land is dead, where everything is dead, just like God said. Pick up the story right there. Exodus chapter 12, please. (laughs) Night before, he told the children of Israel, go get yourself a lamb. Go get yourself a ram. Told them exactly what to do with that land because God always gives instructions to tie you into the restoration he's about to do with you. Always gives you instructions of what to do so that you can tie into what he said to do. The basic premises is that you're going to operate in faith. That's the basic premises. Because if you have faith, you'll do what he says to do. That's the basic premise. Whatever he says to do. We're going to Exodus chapter 12. Well, they did it. He told them, put your clothes on. Why are you eating it too? Don't lay back and relax. I want you to put your clothes on. Your traveling clothes. Why is that? Because you're going someplace. Told them to eat the lamb, the, 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 the ram, the whole thing too. Not the parts of it that you like. Not one doctrine out of balance. But I need you to eat the whole thing. The guts, everything. Gizzards, amen, all that. I want you to eat it all. Told them what to eat it with bitter herbs too. Because some of it ain't sweet. But he said still, eat. Eat it all. The stuff that you like, the stuff you don't like, just eat it all. Put your traveling clothes on because you're about to go someplace. Put the blood over your doorpost. Use a hyssop. Praise God so it could be both blood and water over it at the same time. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that when the deaf angel come through, he'll look at your house and say, not yours, because the blood is on it. The blood of that lamb that you ate is all over it. He said, you be ready. I bet you they think like, okay. Thinking like it's a silly thing that he told me to do. Silly to you. But it's wisdom if you do what he says do. Well, they did it. Woke up that next morning. Exodus chapter 12. Verse 35, I love the Lord. Let's go to verse 33. He said, and the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. Because they saw what happened to the firstborn. And they said, that's going to happen to us too if we don't get them up out of here. So they sent them out. And the people took their dough, that ain't money, took their dough before it was leavened their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of the Lord. Well, what was the word of the Lord? The Lord had told the children of Israel back when he was telling them that he was going to deliver them when Moses first came to them. He said, I'm going to deliver you and you're going to be free. But before you go, I want you to, I want you to, spoil the Egyptians. I want you to borrow from them their stuff. He told them exactly what to borrow. Go get their silver. Go get their gold. 
Go get everything in there that, that they have. Go get it. I want you to go get it from them. Now, once again, you stop and think about this. They still slaves when he's saying, I'm going to give you gold. I'm going to give you silver. And the gold and the silver is going to be the Egyptians' gold and the silver. In fact, you're going to go ask it of them. Back then, they probably thinking like, okay, that's got to be God if that's going to happen. God made a move to be able to turn the hearts of the people. Had something happen in, the midst, in their midst that convinced them to be able to give to God's people. Verse 35, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians silver and jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, some new clothes too. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. That word spoiled right there means to snatch away, to snatch away. Now, once again, that does not necessarily mean they snatched it out their hand. It wasn't like they was necessarily rude when it happened, but they took it from them, snatched it away from them. Praise God. I like this. It also translates recover. They recovered from them their stuff, the stuff. They recovered from them the stuff. Oh, wait, wait. Snatch away makes me feel as though I'm taking something that belongs to somebody else. But recover changes the, the mentality of it. Recover means I'm getting back what was mine. Well, how is it mine? Because I was taken advantage of for 430 years. I would work a lot and get a little. I would put in long hours and get very little. They would take the best of everything and give the slaves the least of everything. Come on, that's how some of us learn how to go back generationally. That's how we learn how to cook ham hocks. And that's how we learn how to cook chitlins. That's how we learn how to cook all that kind of stuff. Hey man, you call it a delicacy now. It was the stuff that was thrown out before. But they would give it to the slaves and say, here, you eat it. And so they learned how to cook it. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Because the slave owner didn't, didn't eat that. I ain't cracking on that. I'm just saying the slave owner didn't eat that. He gave it to the slaves. Well, it was like that then when they was in Goshen too. That they ate the, the least of the stuff. Not the best of the stuff that was given unto them. But when they went, got ready to go out, God had them recover. He caused a recovery to happen to them of that which was rightfully theirs. Jehovah Gamola caused a recompense to be able to occur. Whereas the ones that did them wrong lost stuff. But the ones that were done wrong gained stuff. Because God had it paid back to them. In fact, we don't have time. If we go further down in Exodus, we will get a chance to be able to see how much he really gave to them. Because he gave them silver, gold, diamonds, everything. All precious jewels. He gave everything. The best woods that they had. He gave them the best fabrics that they had. They gave them, they gave them the best of everything. They gave them the best of everything. And then when you go further down, 
you find out why he was giving them the best of everything. Because God said, I want my house built. And I want my house built of the best of everything. So when he had Moses go out and say, bring an offering unto the Lord. And he listed the things that it is that he wanted. They looked up and said, wait a minute, that's the same thing he put in my hand. And they gladly brought it unto him. They bred, they piled it up under Moses. And they would come day after day and bring the stuff that they, that they had to say. Why? Because you gave it to me and I'm going to be giving it back to you. Because I'm going to demonstrate my appreciation for you by giving it back to you. Not giving it because I got to, giving it to it because I get to. Why? Because of what you did for me, how you came through. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I'm just telling you that ahead of time because as this recompense start coming your way, of however long you was in, 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 in bondage, however, it, however much pay is coming your way, don't forget, it's to build the house of God. I ain't going to mess up this moment by saying, everybody say amen while it ain't in your hand. I ain't going to mess up this moment, so I'm going to just act like I didn't say that. Just make sure it, it, it comes to the house of God. Amen. Praise God. We'll just enjoy that moment for, for the moment. Praise God. But he recompensed them. Set them out seriously. Where's they got? Where's they, 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 originally, they was just going to walk out with their stuff, which was a little bit of stuff. But they ended up walking out with a lot of stuff before they ended up making it to going to the, uh, leaving the place that they were in bondage before they leave. Well, we're going to soon be leaving. I know you don't like that. You get nervous because there's so many things you ain't did yet. Praise God. Amen. Just make sure the things that you do is the things that God wants you to do. Praise God. Amen. But we're going to be leaving. Amen. Once again, whether you like it or not, we're going to be leaving. Praise God. He's going to park the sky, come get you and I. But before we go, there's a payback that got to happen because they got our stuff. I said they got our stuff. Those people who claim to be billionaires and who are millionaires and billion, billion, billionaires, all that money ain't theirs. That's ours. And I like this too. They were not, they individually were not in bondage for 430 years. Their family was in bondage for 430 years. Whereas many of their family never got back what was rightfully theirs. But there was a generation that was going to receive everything that the family had that was theirs. We're the generation that gets a chance to be able to receive everything back from the families. Our forefathers, too, are supposed to be able to get it back, too. That's why he spoiled it, snatched it away. It also translates recover it. That which was recovered was rightfully theirs because it was a recovery. Turn over to Psalms number 105. Let me show you what, kind, what the Bible says about it. He says it in another place about, about what they, how he delivered them out like that. Psalms number 105. God brought them out of slavery with the restoration and the recovery that was rightfully theirs. Scripture speaks about it. Psalms number 105, they wrote a song about it. Stanza number 37. Of course, all the ones before that, he talked about all the things that he did. Praise God for him. He did eat up. He did eat up all the earth. Anyway, stanza 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold 
And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. I wanted to focus on the silver and gold. But he done stuck up in there something else that's going to be restored too. Somebody say health. Because prior to them leaving out, there were feeble people everywhere. Wore out, tired, sick, decrepit folk everywhere. Folk that had worked their bodies down to a nub. But God says, I need you to be in health because I don't only want you to prosper, but I want you to be in good health too. And he calls a restoration to happen to them. Best medical plan I ever seen. There's a restoration of health that's coming too. Because God wants his people healthy. I said God wants his people healthy. Not just wealthy, healthy. Because what good is it if you're wealthy if you ain't healthy? Because you're going to have to respend everything back on your health. And never get it. And the devil will steal from you again. But God's about to reverse this thing in the end. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God brought them out of slavery with the restoration and recovery that was rightfully theirs. He made them wealthy and he made them healthy. Why? Because they his. I got anybody in here that's his. Now scripture is replete with God performing this feat. It is replete with God performing this feat. Every time you turn around in scripture, you see God doing this. Little pockets of it here, little places of it here, little times of it happening here. Because there's times of restitution that God wants to give to me and you. Scripture is replete with God performing his feet. The Old Testament and the New Testament are both full of testimonies of God restoring and recovering things into people's lives. Hebrews chapter 13, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Scripture is loaded with restoration. Whereas you'll see he's the same yesterday and today forever. He's, he, it's just what he do. This ain't nothing new. This is just what he do. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I love the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, that's when all these things we're reading about. All those happened in yesterday. But God said he wrote them for our admonition so that we can be able to see. And he wrote them for our example so we can be able to see these things that happened before you and me. So that we can believe it can happen for you and me. Because you got to believe that this is rightfully yours in order for you to receive what's rightfully yours. Are you listening to me up in here? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. Where we live, that means that he's the same now as he was then. He's the same now that he was then. Well, if he was a God that was causing restoration then, he's a God that's going to cause restoration now. If he was a God that was causing recovery then, he's a God that's going to cause recovery now. He's a God that's going to cause it then, He caused it now and forever, which means from the now to the time we go home, restoration is going to hit your home from now to the time we go home. 
Restoration is going to hit your home. Which means that the same way he did it through scripture for the saints and the ain'ts of old is the same way he's going to do it today if we believe the stories that are told. So we're supposed to believe the stories that are told. We're supposed to believe these things. We're supposed to believe that he really did that for the Egyptians, to the Egyptians, and he did it for the children of Israel. We're supposed to really believe that he did that for the children of Israel, and he really did do that to Babylon. We're supposed to believe that he really did do that for all these people that we're going to talk about time, because he put me on assignment to walk you through Scripture. And we're going to show you example after example after example after example after example of you seeing him restoring in people's lives and bringing recovery and restoration in people's lives. So that somewhere along there, your faith is going to kick in. Somewhere along there, you're going to believe that that's going to be your end. And then when you believe it, you'll receive it. And it's going to start happening for you. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I also hope that you're finding out a little more about what God wants to do in our lives now that we've become children of God, including bringing restoration and recovery into our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be glad to get it out to you ASAP. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.